Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found in a cello. A long range shot from Anastasia. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of the Irish NRL show coming out to you on a Sunday afternoon. Must have been origin. Um, Fresh enough as well for a Sunday like. Yeah, we've gone with it. Obviously you can hear the tash. I'm delighted you're joining me again. But we are, um, we're not even letting the dust settle. We're jumping in full of emotion and probably going to give some horrific picks. To be fair, some horrific takes. So um, without much further ado, Origin 2. Absolute blowout victory for the for the Blues. Seven tries to two. A 44-12 point victory, rather. So, Tash, thoughts? <sighs> what could you say? It was the response that New South Wales needed it after the, the first game. It was tight enough now, the first game. But uh, just, I think it comes down to that yellow card just before the half. Like I think it was a turning point for, for New South Wales. They nearly changed the way they played in the second half and started offloading a bit more and, and getting them quick play the balls. And they started to get a roll on uh, Queensland then, which was impressive, to say the, the least. Absolutely. Like 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 straight off the next play, well, um, Paolo takes it up. But from that play after, the second play basically off that penalty, they take the lead going into halftime as well. So it was huge. What's your thoughts on it? Right call, wrong call, happy with it, not happy with it? I think what the ref said on, on the mic was that there was three penalties in that same vicinity real quick mm. one afternoon early and he was just sick of it like and if you look at it Kafusi didn't even make an effort to get up he just put all his weight down when he was getting up and slowed to play the ball as slow as you want it was yeah. it was cynical to say the least like you know that way so it gave no option really I know it was, a, it was for state of origin it's a soft yellow card but it nearly didn't he, he didn't give the ref any choice not to give a feckin' a yellow card like to him like Absolutely. Like, obviously, I know Ghost was blown up in the commentary, and I preface this for any of our international listeners, if there is any. Um, we're Irish, so we come from kind of union backgrounds, and no one in this country plays league until they're at least 18 or 19, realistically speaking. Um, so, in a union game, that, like, it doesn't matter that it's three different penalties. It's kind of, it's professional foul. <laughs> where it is nearly in the, in the yeah, yeah, as you say, nearly is where it is in the pitch. Like if you give yeah. three penalties away, it doesn't matter what it is, and you're in the twenty-two of an opposition. <laughs> yeah. 
you're you're going to be walking. <laughs> the yeah, third fella is going to be walking. It's, it's like a team penalty, like as you say. Yeah, pure professional foul, like as well. Um, but like, there's no doubt it did turn the game. Um, you look at like there was ebbs and flows to the second half, or to the first half rather. I thought a huge inclusion to start the game was Jake Javojevic. He really set kind of the defensive line. It's like night and day. When and he went off, just, it was a bit scary for me, like, because Queensland started to come back into it, like, mm-hmm. and you were there looking, Jake's gone off, like, and the defence wasn't the same when he was in the middle, like. His effort is unbelievable, like. And, and there's potentially the argument, I know it's probably not a popular take, but for starting him at Lucy, because if you start him at Lucy, you'll get more minutes out of him, but he'll yeah. still bring that defensive intensity. Um, and no, it means you're probably dropping his AO. But I mean, you're going up to As Brisbane. In, yeah. Who do you put in prop then? To start. It's I'd start Paolo. Yeah, he came on, did well. Like he's yeah. a big, big body, isn't he? And he can move in his hands. Like, like very unlucky for that. Um, what would have been Stephen Crichton's try? Um, I know obviously the four pack came from Crichton, but. Just shows you kind of the footwork, the hands he has, um, and he's just his awareness. Like, yeah, just he's a ball player. Like, when he, at the end of the day, like most lads would just turn and good in their belly as, as quick as they could. Like, mm. he's actually looking for that offload, looking for the next pass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's the footwork more so than that sets up everything into the line. And for a big man, it's just scary. Like, you think, like he was with the Raiders, and then he was moving to Para, and then they they brought in the rules. And it was like, well, this is the death of the big man. And Shannon Boy definitely uh, retired. Yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, a big, nope. big man. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, he's like, not, not the end of this. Not me. <laughs> and they like, thought Juno Perlo was going to struggle. But if anything, his games got better in the new rules, which is just completely defies logic. Um, like, apologies to anyone that follows me on Twitter and also listens to this, but I think that is a minute kind of um, clientele that does both. Uh, but for me you're so popular in, yeah uh, just my dog and <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend says she does it but she definitely doesn't yeah um, I don't think so <laughs> but for me when the game was in the balance i.e. in the first half arguably New South Wales best player was Matt Byrne um, he's definitely a, an origin international player he yeah. just proved himself there today that he's way he's a step above mm like anyone in that bulldog side like he is just he's, he's going to be the man for the bulldogs like yeah like to, to, to play your most of your season in the playmaker role and then slide out to, to center in an origin game and play the way he played was exceptional he just is so much he's so silky like it's ridiculous it's, yeah it's um... like his skill level is, is through the roof like if that, like his try to catch that ball to make it look so easy, what he did to pick up the ball at full pilt was ridiculous. Like, and then he almost goes Buzz Lightyear falling in style because he's fallen from a long way out. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, um, but yeah, no, he what like I thought he was brilliant, and it's kind of the little one percenters. Like, there's a there's a play in the second half, and it's still up for debate as to who's going to kind of come back from this. And Kavusi's still serving time in the bin, and Brian Tahoe. Um, takes the ball from a kick and Matt Burton works his backside off to take the offload and take another five or six yards up so he's not just silky in class he backs up at work rate he backs up with his position and stuff like that like someone I'd be harsh on 
and I, I did I messaged you with Stephen Crichton. And I know obviously it's 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 a big win. He's given an assist for the Angus Crichton try. Um and we're lucky in patches, but I just don't see it at an origin level. I think he's limited going forward, and I think defensively he makes some poor reads. He got burned for that monster try. Um, there was a few moments early on where he was shooting out of the line, which, look, I get it. But if the Maroons had more of an equal standard in terms of possession, I think he would have been caught out more as the game went on. Especially when they switched Ben Hunt into that third playmaker role mm. and they were able to get out, like Munster was able to get out to the fourth, fifth man instead of being on the third man all that time, that he was actually coming down Crichton's. And that's where Ponga's break came from. They were able mm. to slide out to the fourth man and then it was on then. But as you say, like when he rushed up, he he had time, I think. He, he they were good enough reads, but when it's like that, when they're coming down the channel at him in that system, he's a bit he's, he's a bit uh he gets a bit uh gun gun shy like. Mm. You know, absolutely. And then like it's all well and good doing that when like you look at the possession stats and stuff like that and Blues just, just bought so much possession. And even in the first half when it was a lot more even, they were definitely ahead. Now, the second half definitely flipped it colossally in New South Wales' favour. But in an even game, which you're going to think up in Brisbane, game three, so few New South Wales sides have won deciders up in Brisbane. I don't think he's the man for the job. And it, it's a harsh one because he started and they've won. But, yeah, I, I think... I think, well, I think you'd like to think Jack will be back in, who was colossal in game one. Um, and if not, I think, I think he should be nearly third choice. I think Tony Staggs was hard done by to not be included in this one. I think the, the criticism of, of uh, Katoa was that he didn't look for enough work when he was on the field that time. So now it was a big fucking step up. Mm-hmm. But uh, he did nothing wrong when he got the ball or in defense no. until he got injured, like, yeah, which I- was just a. A and I think shoulder or something. He's the type of player who grows into a game, like, and he's he's a bigger body than Stephen Crichton as well. Mm. Like, there's some he carries out from the back where Stephen Crichton he just got lifted up. The one that he fell over was a uh, Teddy. He got absolutely mm. manhandled back, like, and that's mm. just weird. That's just he's a big string ball, like, compared mm. to Katoa, which is more compact and and a little bit lower to ground, like Ben Teo on the other side. Like, you never see him really get fucking picked up and dropped. Yeah, um, and like. The thing as well about Katoni for me is he just has that little bit of X factor that as the game wears on, he could make a break and he could go for that one on one power that he has, the handoff, mm. like like Creighton doesn't have that. Like so no. if he gets a chance even just to, to, to step on the left or outside and, and big hand off, he'll put away yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Which yeah, was absolutely. And look obviously the the battery for for New South Wales was immense like you look at Jimmy Tedesco's stats I think it's something like 65 265 metres I think you'd run for um, yeah 265 metres the most from Queensland was 123 but Caelan Bonga like it was just everywhere I think I know, right? the, the, the chat about uh, Pap and, and Teddy has been like what you get from Teddy is work rate all the time like the stuff he comes up with just under pressure like the meters he gets like it's not the 10 meters it's the 2 meters he gets to get that quick play of the ball is ridiculous under serious amount of pressure which I don't think you get that off of Paps as as a lighter body and a lighter frame like if he gets hit good 
he'll he'll go down like quicker. He, he's a broken field runner, like you know what I mean. He's good yeah, brilliant yeah, at his yeah. lines and stuff, but Jimmy just ah, oh, he just it's 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 a combination of work rate, obviously undeniable skill and kind of just a real unique style of running. It's kind of like he's lazy hips or something. I don't know how to describe it other than that. But it's intelligence. He's always gets himself in the right position in and around the ruck. He's just phenomenal to watch. But like you look through, run through them stats. So obviously, like 61% possession for the Blues. They completed at 88%. And then you just look at the running stats. So they had 198 runs to Queensland's 141 runs. In terms of run meters, it was 1,805 for the Blues versus 1,047 for the Maroons. And I would say 75% of the Maroons' runs were from their own try line. Trying, those hard yards trying to get out. In terms of line breaks, 62. Tackle breaks, 60 tackle breaks for New South Wales. The Maroons, 25. Like, a lot of that came on the back of an incredibly poor kind of decision. Uh, not a decision. I, I rate a decision, but an incredibly poor misfortune to lose Kafusi. Um, and after he came back, uh, yeah, as I said, the Queensland, you couldn't really pick who was the standout player for them in the pack-wise. The dominance, like, like you said, Jakey at the start, you could throw uh, Cam Murray until he got in, like, until he got that bang to the head. Like, his work rate was ridiculous. Like, uh, what's his name I thought the hooker at the start Happy. his tackles like his low chop tackles yeah uh, what's the car so his low his low chop tackles just stopped the momentum completely of the Queensland coming out in their, their half and then the big bodies were on top then and I was trying to count it in my head like the the seconds of first contact to ground it was nearly six seconds so they were taking all the time in the world and they weren't gaining much ground coming out of their own half New South Wales and oh, mm. Queensland the first half it was very very there was no really dominant like uh, like going to make going to make the now in defence they were good like but in attack they just lacked a little bit of that I, that you always thought they yeah, had yeah and you wondered if Billy maybe get it wrong like I thought I thought Josh Papali and I don't know what minutes he did but I thought he could have been out there longer and could have been brought back in sooner same with Tino as well who's a man to just go all day like you, you need to give Tino limited rest but effectively because he, he can back it up like uh, especially when you consider of the three games players had seven days in between do you know what I mean like the, the latest anyone's played was last Sunday and they're not going to play till next Thursday yeah. is the earliest fixture so you know I thought maybe they got it wrong. Um, saying that, it's twice now we've played in, in Optus Stadium, Perth, and I think the scoreline has been fairly similar. I think the score difference is almost unparalleled. I think the, 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 we- the weather was good, wasn't it, today? I think it was mm. up at the 20 degrees. But I thought the decision for Queensland not to fly out until Thursday, when New South, we- New South Wales was straight away on Monday, I wonder with the time difference, and because I... I there was reports from the New South Wales it was hard to sleep with the time difference. And Queensland had less time to, to adapt to that time difference. So Fair. it might be a decision that ultimately ha- like haunts mm. them. Like, um, like Fiddler got his tactics right to go out early and, and Billy was just Absolutely. a bit... Naive. And just to jump back on the the Appy Carousel kind of starting position... 
it re- I thought it really freed up Damien Cook when he did come in then the game suited him more like you don't you don't really see it anymore at club level he kind of plays 80 minutes for the, for the bunnies and I thought going forward I, I'd definitely be repeating that decision for game three um, like he's solid I like the way yeah yeah, I like the way Carso's deception and stuff at the beginning like he looked left play right and even when the kicks like there was no chance Queensland could charge on a kick because they didn't know actually know who was going to get it. Like he come to the ball looking at Louis, talking to Louis, and ultimately passing the Cleary. Like, and the blockers were far better today. Like for 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 Cleary's yeah. blocking. Like, and then that line speed obviously. I just thought it nearly was, led to kind of well, it led to one, but yeah. it nearly led to a second charge then as well early on, early doors as well. So you kind of saw that intensity. Yeah, look, I suppose. Go on, sorry. No, as you said, the charge down, it was strange to see Queensland. I think there was a time in the first half where Ben Hunt didn't know, didn't, the direction wasn't there. So there's a lot of looking around, pointing fingers at people when they were trying to play the ball out of their own half. And the two, the two charge downs that New South Wales got was from just a poor decision. They were very flat. Like he, what's them, uh, Munster was very flat mm. when he went to kick them with two balls. And he gave them the time and all the time in the world to come back and just ultimately two bad bounces like that Cleary bounce. If that if that came into his hand, Under the post. if it took the same bounces yeah. it was taken before, took that dirty bounce, yeah. he would have been gone. Like which I think would have sank Queensland a lot sooner if if they got something from them. Yeah, them block yeah. bounce. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I suppose it wasn't just it was kind of a, cl- a clean sweep for New South Wales th- this weekend. So obviously the. On the 19s, ran out winners against the Queens on the 19s, 32 points to four. And then, more importantly, probably on Friday's night, the women's won 20 points to 14. That was a great game for me. Um, I think it was very important mm. that New South Wales won that game because it would have been three on the back. And there's a few girls that I think need this win yeah. <laughs> a lot more than the state itself, that they're, they're ultimate warriors like in there. But it was great to see it. Like mm. it was in the balance at the end. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I'll tell you something. <laughs> Millie Boyle, she earned herself some more respect from me now. <laughs> All is forgiven. All <laughs> is forgiven. She's not too bad. Oh gosh, she's, she's not phenomenal. too bad. Um, yeah. Some of the tackling was just like absolutely dominant. Like some of the play, like some of the skills mm. was ridiculous as well. Like that Kira. Uh, the, the playmaker for New South Wales, her try just to scoop back in and, and ultimately just go put the head down and go <sighs> is ridiculous. Like, and the full back, what's her name? Emma, Emma, I Tony Tonagate, or is it Tonagate? The blondie full back to score the try. Uh, Tonagato. She, she Tonagato, she is, she has paced the barn. Like, absolutely, yeah. Look, and some brilliant finishes. And look, as she's been around since kind of. Origin one, but Isabel Kelly in the centre is brilliant, brilliant to watch as well. She's she has that aggression about her though as well. She's real state like if she, if she was with the fellas, she she just fit in perfect. Like she knows what's what state of origin means. Like it's even if it's your mate versus mate, state versus state. There's a lot of pushing on the ground and a lot of a little bit of afters she's, and some of the tackles she was making, especially against Briggs. Like she was she was very if, much uh, in her yeah, face. She, she's kind of. Um, like she's brilliant in the, in the NRLW, but she is a bit like um, a bit like Dane Gagani for the Maroons. Like just like there's like two more gears when it gets to Origin level. 
So I was like, he, yeah, 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 yeah. She oh, steps brilliant, up. Brilliant, brilliant fixture as well. Um, and then I suppose. No, if especially like if you haven't seen it, I it's, it'd be a good one to watch. Like even if you want to watch the seventeen minute highlights on on the to watch the NRL, mm-hmm. it, it's a great game to watch. Like, and it should yeah, be watched. Yeah, no, I think. I think it was the highest the highest crowd attendance in any of them so far. And there's two more yeah. next year, and it? it's it going to a two game series Brilliant. next year, which is one. I think the fact that like, I think the fact that stand alone so. again, like it's that's what we need to do. We need to put women's sport in the in the shop window um, and not have it competing with the yeah. men's game, which has been around considerably longer, and is kind of a multi billion dollar industry. Um, yeah, they're sorted already. Leave them alone. Yeah, Let the women yeah, start. Yeah, all the time. And then additionally, obviously, with a few international fixtures, obviously the first one, which I seen none of, um, was the game on, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday? Wednesday. Lebanon, Malta. 30 points to 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. game caught me on the hop. I thought it was going to be Thursday. Yeah, it was it. Was it. That was a bit yeah. of a sleeper one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a sleeper for all of us. I only copped it at yeah, lunch at work. Geez, the, the, that, that game probably yeah. should have been promoted a bit better. Obviously, I don't think they probably thought Malta were going to put it up to 11, given the kind of NRL talent at their disposal. But by all reports, they did. 30 points to 14 is, is not a an embarrassing result. And if anything, it's kind of, it does, it's, it's good for the, for the, for the Maltese, um, the kind of an emerging nation. They had Samet. Yeah, is Jared it, Samet. Is it yeah. Samet in yeah. Playmaker? He used to be. He is like when he used to play for Salford. The stuff he used to do was ridiculous. Yeah. He's a real rogue yeah. playmaker, like just a yeah, baller. Like <laughs> so, it's great to see him. And there was a few touches like that that made. I think two of his tries came off mm. him like alone, just which was he's great the, to see. A, like especially like players that did they, they trace their heritage to to teams like that like yeah, it'll just bring on absolutely. the game and there, look there is a huge I think there is a huge Maltese population in Australia we know there's a huge Lebanese population in Australia but is it, I think there's quite a significant Maltese now I don't know um, but I do think there is a, a significant portion of population in Australia next fixture is arguably the the pick of the fixtures internationally for the weekend and uh, New Zealand 26 Tonga six, uh, like you read that scoreline, you say it probably wasn't the contest, but it was. And New Zealand were just all class. Um, they really were. Hughes phenomenal. Um, yeah, really good steering the ship. Like Dylan Brown played well as well. Like his first yeah. cap in there, I think was it for New Zealand starting cap. He played really well in in the yeah. and then you have Manu at the back. Just did exactly what he wanted, which is scary enough. Like for for a center that that wants fullback money, <laughs> if Tedesco fell away this this week, he'd stick him straight back there. Yeah, yeah no, he's brilliant, and he he, like he he played fullback four hundred four meters. I think he finished. Well, with. yeah, there's a bit of discrepancy on that. <laughs> the figure report straight after versus the figure report this morning. Yeah. Three nine eight. It's a bit like yeah, the, yeah. They gave him an extra throwing an extra two inches on your, your tallest player in the match programme. It's a bit... I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> it's a fam- family, family show. <laughs> we're going out before the war okay, shit this okay. week, so we can't be... Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. keep your mind out of the door. Yeah, no, that, that was a... That, that was a brilliant picture. And then obviously, 
again in a similar vein Samoa 42 Cook Islands 12 that was a lot more competitive in that result and, and like it's a huge credit to Cook Islands with the, say, the first half I think there was only a score in it in the mm-hmm. first half going into the, the, the half time and then Samoa just a few intercepts a few loose passes by the Cook Island boys like Nofaluma had four tries yeah was it he came away with four tries like there was there was a few good uh, plays but like I think the scoreline no. doesn't reflect the game as much or the effort Cook Island boys put in. Um, and look, it's tremendous effort. Like, just for reference, that game was played in Camelland Stadium. And I think the entire population of the Cook Islands could fit in Camelland Stadium. And I, I, that's something I read. Like, I'm not just making that up. Um, so, incredible performance. And then the final fixture, an absolute bruiser. Um, Papua New Guinea 24, Fiji Batty 14. Um, great, great result for, for Papua New Guinea, especially sending off kind of David Mead it's his final international fixture David Mead and yeah Mead pie as well. I think you mentioned kind of off air just how good just Nolan was yeah he was in everything like he just he, his class just and it, like I know we go back Brisbane and the Storm when Katoi Stag was like he's strong and he's fast like yeah he is <laughs> he is he's just he's just an animal of a man like and to have like a team like the Storm to sign him till two thousand and twenty six, I think was was the contract shows yeah. what they think of him as well. Like and that is a big big. Talk. Yeah, um. I think I I think uh, all the ex Australian lads like this week were just talking about P and G. Like I think there's a few reviews like. And they just every time the fixture came up for PNG, they knew <laughs> that nobody was going to carry that first ball, or nobody really wants that ball to be kicked to them. Because <laughs> a fresh PNG pack coming down the throat to you is a scary, yeah, scary sight. Just you know, I'm you're going to get rattled. <laughs> some some fillings are going to yeah, come loose. <laughs> of all the Pacific Island like, nations, they just seem to be not bigger. But just harder. No. Yeah, it's just like like it's like concrete yeah. uh, touching some of them. They'll be like, and, ooh, and what you compare to them is 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 a fairly like solid bunch of men. But they just seem I don't I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's the diet, maybe it's the culture. But yeah, look, a scary scary concept is playing Papua New Guinea. Um, I know when Ireland played them in the World Cup there a few years ago, there was some. Yeah some broken bodies after that fixture so yeah yeah I'd say now the uh, review session was just hurry up (laughs) yeah so I suppose kicking it on um, to the bread and butter round 16 previews don't have the score here with me but I know you're ahead by a big number called it out last week um, I lost. I think I, it was a two. I, I think I, yeah, I, I lost by two this week. I think I, I didn't have PNG and I didn't have. Did I pick Queensland women's to win? Oh, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't make predictions for the rep round. All right, so, so I'm still winning. You're still winning, but yeah, I made I, <laughs> I made no jump. There was no change. It's, I think it's about seven yeah. or eight points yeah. ahead. I think. Um, what I called it at last week anyway. But yeah, getting into the round. 16 fixtures before we do like it's a great time to just sit out this look at this window here and not me the rain and wind is howling you'd be forgiven for forgetting that it's summer and you know with summer 
comes a tasty singlet. So why don't you check out our great friends, usasports.co.uk, in the podcast description and grab yourself potentially a nice basketball jersey for the summer. Yeah, so obviously jumping into the round 16 fixtures. Like first up is yourself. Yeah, so Thursday morning, Seagulls and Storm in Pine Park at 10 to 11. Uh, we don't have the, the team sheets just yet, but I think if everyone backs up from the st- uh, from the origin, I know DC come back from the, the Manly, I think he, everyone sort of came through the game. There was no real injuries or stuff to look at. So I think you possibly see, even in the New Zealand, even in the rep games, I don't think anyone came off injured. So I think yeah, you'll probably team. see two strong, strong teams out, especially for, the, I'd say the Seagulls, this is a must win for the Seagulls to nearly stamp themselves in. Like, it's round 17. So there's only there's only eight more games left. Like, with a, is there a bye round or something? Maybe this... I think... There will be a, a back Yeah, yeah. So, like, even with that, these are the games they'll have to improve. But the way the Storm are playing and the way some of their players are playing, I can't see Seagulls uh, beating these lads. I just think the storm no, are, are no. too strong, and like they like Munster, his try even his try there today, like just shows you it doesn't take much for him, and the way he backs up on plays as well, like that try he could have just stopped after he passed that ball, but he always chases the ball, like he'll always be the inside option, mm-hmm. even if it, like arguably they could have kicked it back in the middle of the field, and he'd be the only one there, like. And it just shows you like how, how key and then Hughes for for New Zealand there he just just pulled every string he could like it looked so easy for him nearly in in the half so I think the storm I'd say if I put a score on it it'd be twenty four twelve to the storm yeah I'm I'm not a million miles away either I I kind of like obviously going storm as well they're heavily backed by the by the bookies who. Who are rarely poor men, um. So yeah, I I back with that again. I think I think it will be tight. I think um, it's in four points park, so it, it it's a tougher fixture than it was then in Melbourne. But yeah, I I give it kind of thirty points to sixteen, kind of a fourteen point buffer similar to yeah. yourself. Um, you couldn't argue yeah. with that, like so. No, next fixture, uh, should really be a basement fixture. Uh, Friday first of July. Nine o'clock, McDonald Jones Stadium, Newcastle, Newcastle Knights versus the Gold Coast Titans. Do you know what? Everyone's going to back up, and the Knights are probably Bucky's favourites, given they're a little bit higher. They're at home. Yeah, looking here, sports bet make them a dollar sixty-five versus the Titans, which is two twenty-five. I'm still going to back the Titans. I just, I just, I know they've struggled, but I. I think there's enough heart in the Titans. Whereas the Knights... <laughs> I just don't like the Knights. Milford <laughs> uh, had a good game uh, for Samoa there at the weekend, so he might bring it on with the Knights. I was actually thinking the other way because Titans have sacked their head of performance, which I think the next mm. fucking head on the block is is Holford. is Justin Holbrook. Holbrook yeah. So... I think Titans Knights might be in a, in a safer, in a little bit better after after this week, so I think I will go with Knights over Titans. 
So you might be able to get yeah, one back. Oh. Or fall for the mind. Either way, it's 50 50, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think it's much of a much as you say. Like it could, you could pick the two teams in that, and and be and now be I disappointed <laughs> by both. I preface this and say this may be worth a formula. <laughs> yeah. uh, Don't give it away like that. Unless you're working from yeah. home, in which case, yeah. look, probably four minutes will do. Friday again, yeah. Panthers and Rooster at Bluebet Stadium at five to eleven. Uh, I think. I wonder, will we see the inclusion of Victor the Inflictor for the Roosters? Oh, you gotta think you so. Hope so? Um, he looked fairly, fairly fresh in the in the in the change rooms pregame. Uh, say now if he, yeah, yeah. Like uh, now I I don't think he's enough to overthrow the Panthers, but I think his addition will be valuable for the Roosters after this game mm-hmm. I think I think the Panthers are too strong and as we said nobody has gone down with an injury or something like that that you could say maybe that'll work and if you look through the rep rounds the Panthers players were probably arguably the best players <laughs> in each team like Samoa I think uh, even the fellow for Fiji and his name escapes me but he hasn't even played for the Panthers yeah, yet like, May, like I think uh, was it May the scored for, for Samoa like Isaac Tag, Charlie Stanley, yeah, Charlie Stanley's well. a full back. Like they were all, all, all making moves. Like so, I think the Panthers will beat the Roosters, but it will not be close. Uh, it will not be a a whitewash. I think we will be looking at maybe a 20, 2014 maybe or twenty sixteen game a score in it. Yeah, I think yeah. Like I'm looking, so I'm looking at this at, on NRL.com. Just we go through them and I'm just sports bet. Has Penrith a dollar eighteen and the Roosters five dollars? That's not good. <laughs> and normally, and I don't, normally I don't people think the Roosters have ever been just, five dollars. Yeah. Well, that's a nice little little bet there. It's, it's worth yeah. a punt. It's worth a floor, yeah. lads. Like you know, I don't know what you get off Paddy now, but no, I don't think it's uh, very much ten to eleven, ten to eleven. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> even, yeah. even, even, yeah. even, LP power, yeah. Um, not that we support gambling, yeah. but should look. Yeah, first game Saturday, second of July, six a.m. start. Um, Combank Stadium in Sydney. It's the Bulldogs. We'll obviously be buoyed by a bit of. They're on a bit of a run. That break probably came at a wrong time for them. Um, but Matt Burton did kind of excel at the Origin level up against the Sharkies. Um, I think you'd be you'd be remiss not to back the Sharkies. Um, they've had players involved in the Origin camp who haven't played, so they're fresh, but they've also bringing experience back to camp in Nico Hines, uh, Talakai as well. So, yeah, look, I'm going to back the Sharkies, and I think I think the Bulldogs have a few points in them, but I think the Sharks have more. So I'm probably going to go probably go twenty eight eighteen. I think it'd be high enough. It'd be interesting to see how the Bulldogs go against the Sharks. I think, as you say, the Bulldogs yeah. do have points in them. The Sharks also do have points in them, and especially the boys that are after getting that that experience in camp. I think the Sharks by four. So I am twenty four twenty. Maybe it's going to be tight. Okay. 
The next one is Cowboys and Broncos at half eight on a Saturday at Queenstown Country Bank Stadium. This will be a good game. I think this is probably arguably mm. game of the round with the two, three and four on the table. Like, um, I don't know if Cotter is back for the Cowboys, which might sway my vote. But uh, Broncos are on a little bit of a high as well. Like Carrigy um, again there today did nothing wrong. He, he arguably he Top arguably tackle. wasn't as much of an impact as you say. Like when he came on last the last game, he was just some of the hits he made. Like he stood out, but like today he just did that grunt work. Then as you say, top tackler just grunt work and an effort. Like he yeah. is going to be yeah. top tackler, and he significantly less minutes than game one. Yeah, true like that he, as well. Like his work rate is unbelievable. Like uh, I don't know if Reynolds is back for this as well. What's the the timeline on Reynolds? Do we know? I think it's four four to six weeks. So I don't know. That could be within this. Um, I just think the Cowboys at home will will be just too much for Broncos. And I'm going tight again. Maybe a two-pointer or or a golden point maybe. I will go 28-27 to the Cowboys. Okay. I'm going to flip it on its head and I'm going to go Broncos. And I know it's likely going to be a halfback pairing of Ezra Mam and stuff like that, but I just think I just fancy the, the Broncos in this, and I don't know why. I can't even give you a logical reason. My logical reason is I just really like how the Broncos are going at present. I've liked how the Cowboys have been going all season, but at present I do think the Cowboys have just they've turned the corner. So. Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos in this. Again, a tight one. I'd probably go 20 points to 18. Yeah, I wouldn't be far off that either. Um, Next up, uh, probably not the glamour tie it would have been at the start of the season given the the form of both sides, but Souths versus Eels, Acor Stadium, Saturday, 10.35. Obviously, the peak fixture. Probably, like, if you had your time again, you'd probably flip-flop those two fixtures. Um, and put the the Queensland Derby as top building on Saturday, but yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. As you said, there's a lot of players have have played rep forty on both sides. The Rabbitohs are a bit of a mess at present, um, given how well how poorly Cody Walker's playing. Plus the hooking of Lacklinilius, that's going to be talking point. Now they may, I think they will have um a trail back this round, so that could change momentum back in their favour and you just never know what Eels side is going to show up but I do still back the Eels and I'll give the Eels I actually give the Eels an 8 point victory Um, I go 20 points to 12 yeah I'd be on the same on the same line with you with the Eels but I think they'll, they'll put them to the sword I think the Rabbitohs are not the team they were last year even with the inclusion of Mitchell I think Cody is struggling that much that it won't have the effect that you think he will uh, and I will go 30 points to 16 okay fair enough then the return the next fixture huh rugby yeah great news rugby league back in New Zealand and sold out so Warriors and West Tigers at Mount Smart Stadium on Sunday at 7 o'clock 
would you tip the Warriors? Would you be absolutely? Yeah, would you be a Superman not tip the Warriors being at home? I think if they can't get up for this game, they will never get up for a game again in their life. So, no, no, they will get up yeah. for it, obviously. Um, and Tigers, it's 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 a nice but, it's a nice team for them <laughs> to bring to New Zealand. So I will tip them. Yeah. I think they might run riot a little bit. So twenty four twelve. I think is decent. I think it'll be tight. And the reason it'll be tight is because I don't want to go to that emotional high of being back in front of the home fans and stuff like that. And it's it's not just their return, it's the return of Stacey Jones. It's like there's, there's multiple storylines going on here. I still think they're a side in poor form. And bad habits die hard. So I think they'll make hard work of this one. And I'm saying victory by a point. And they'll win it with a Reese Walsh. Oh, call it here. Call it here. Um, and then he get booed. He yeah, get booed just, by the home crowd. <laughs> he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Off the yeah. right Um Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that would be my... So we're voting on, on the Warriors. And the final fixture. Sunday, 3rd of July, 5 past 7. Wind Stadium, Wollongong. Uh, Dragons host the Raiders. Uh, this is a strange one for me. I'm obviously going to back the Raiders. Let's not try and build suspense. That, that doesn't really exist. But just given how well the Dragons played against the Bunnies, I know they've, they've had a, a rest there or whatever, but the only real... Now, the only Dragons player really on show was, was Ben Hunt, and I actually thought he was quite poor mm. um, in origin. But I think it was a reflection of, as you said, the halves around him and kind of the lack of kind of ownership. But yeah, look, I'm going to back the Raiders in this one. Um, probably we'll probably be up twenty six zip at halftime, <laughs> and then they'll come back, and we'll win at thirty points to twenty eight. No, I don't know. And um, we'll look. I'm back in the radios, and I'm not going to bother putting the scoring up because it's, my heart is frayed at the stage. Well, I will go against you and back the dragons. Good man. So at least Good we have man. two. But is it two fixtures this round? Two fixtures. Might make yeah. three. Uh, three. We could, yeah, four actually. Sorry, you back the Bulldogs. No, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, no. Uh, obviously, you back Knights, I back Titans, and then I I back the Broncos, you back the Cowboys, and then now I back the Raiders and you back the Dragons. Good times, yeah. So, looking f- forward to it back another round of fixtures in the NRL. Um, I suppose domestically, the only thing to kind of touch on upon this week is obviously the Irish students were, were beaten yesterday by the Rangers counterpart parts. I think what was this final score? Forty-eight, four. Yeah. four? Am I correct yeah. in saying that? Yeah, look, obviously up against the Kosh and kind of obviously expected to be beaten in that one, given kind of the pedigree of the English students and and English students then as a result obviously won the Tri Nations tournament, whatever. So I think the opportunity for the English yeah. students to have games over the year is massive compared to us. Like they play. The army, they play the university police, level. They play, they play anyone that has that sort of branch on them, like that. They... But even not only that, they're they're playing in like a I think books is the is the university competition in the UK, and they're they're playing for their universities against other universities and kind of highly competitive massive, pictures. Yeah, there's a massive competition. Like yeah. they're the choice of players, and it's and it's it's a season long competition compared to what mm. we have over here and our pickup players we have 
Now I think they they, they actually yeah, went this year. Fair play to the 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 Irish lads. They went over and had a trial over in England. So there's a good few English based mm. uh, Irish lads there, which is is great to see. Mm. And it's great for them to want to play for us compared to the opportunities they have over there. Like, mm. yeah, now you, you just you just wonder. We're not trying to play devil's advocate here, but are we getting the players that aren't good enough to play for England? Do you know what I mean? As, as opposed to the want to play for for Ireland over yeah, England, so which you're always going to get that option. That's a bit that, that sometimes we don't get if if they if they they were not good enough for England. Do you really need them? But I think the lads, I know in some of them personally, I think these boys are good enough and they have the the will and, and the passion to play for their country. Like, Which I think there'll be few of them, yeah, maybe a, a few Smokies for now, at the end of the year with the World Cup coming up. Mm. I think Chad, uh, whatever his name is, might be looking at them. Fair. Um, yeah, I think it's obviously a shorter, shorter episode uh Apologies now, just before we hang up, and I go to edit this podcast. There was a few technical difficulties, right? So we'll try and atmospheric, make atmospheric atmospheric pressure. I blame it on. <laughs> yeah, less obvious. It's very um, uh, stormy around our location at the minute. Thunder, lightning, yeah, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we hope it's good wherever you are listening. So that's all for me. That's me done for Sunday. Yeah. Thank you. Good um, luck. to go, eight points all, played to Keary, he's down the left, short pass Mitchell, beautiful pass to Tupo, into the backfield, Gibson to the nasty!